Welcome to the Alad Pod, Missouri's online town hall program bringing our government back to you. I'm Alad Gross. I'm your host. I'm a civil rights and government transparency attorney and a friend to all dogs who believes that our government should be working for we the people. This show is about big ideas, including yours. So you are very welcome to participate in our online town halls when they are live by visiting aladgross.live. On this episode, we are joined by Issa Mansouray of FEMA and Sushil Kumar of the SBA, live from a disaster recovery center in St. Charles. We talk about the federal assistance that is available for folks in St. Louis and St. Charles who've been impacted by flooding. You can go to a disaster recovery center in person or go to disasterassistance.gov. Issa, Sushil, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, th- thanks for coming to Missouri. Thanks for doing all of this. On, on the, uh, as you're watching right now, you'll see a website, disasterassistance.gov. That's the place where you'll want to get started. And a 1-800 number, that's 1-800-621-3362. So that will be on the screen the whole time. Uh, those are the places to get assistance from. The other number that says text in order to ask a question That's my cell phone. So don't use that to apply for any of the assistance we'll be talking about today. But we will talk about all of that and uh, and what's going on. So, um, gentlemen, thanks for coming. Uh, Issa, could you introduce yourself and uh, and what you're doing here? Yes, I'm Issa Mansouri. I'm the female media relations specialist, uh, media uh, trying to get accurate information about FEMA and what we are doing here to assist to make sure that we help uh, disaster survivors and those that were impacted by the flood mm-hmm. in St. Louis. That yeah. is why I'm here. Yeah, great. And alongside in the presidential declaration, when um, the state requests individual assistance and SBA on this application, mm-hmm. so the state of Missouri emergency management requested us to be here alongside FEMA. That's where we're here. So our role is to provide liquidity long-term in the form of low interest rate disaster loans Mm -hmm. for renters, homeowners, business of all sizes, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. most private nonprofits. So thanks for having us here. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks. Thanks for coming. Um, I guess, um, uh, you know, so, so we've got this website, we've got these locations. Is this the first, um, disaster location that's been put up so far? Uh, so far, we have three disaster locations okay. or disaster recovery centers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have three of them. So this one where we are now is the disaster recovery number three. That is at the Disability um, Development Disability Resource Board, which is here on um, 1025 County Club Road. This mm-hmm. is uh, in St. Charles. Then we also have the first disaster recovery center, um, which was opened about seven days ago that was in Hazelwood Civic Center. It was opened. Then we have another one that was opened at the Rankin Technical College. Oh, okay. It is open Uh there. So the Disaster Recovery Center, the first one, which is um, at the Hazel Center, is open from 8 to 7 Uh p.m. 
Today it is closed, but it's going to be open back on Monday, midday till 7 p.m. Okay. So then the one here is open today, as you can see from 8 it, p.m. It's definitely open. Yeah, I see yeah, that. Yeah. 8 a.m. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Till 7 p.m. Okay. So we have three. Yeah. And in addition to the disaster recovery center, where SBA is co-located with mm -hmm. FEMA because the relationship is symbiotic, as yeah. we will find out as we go through the right, right, right. interaction. We have a separate business recovery center at the Urban League okay. in uh, St. Louis also. Yeah. So that's specifically open for the purposes of uh, assisting specific needs of a business owner. Gotcha. It just so happens that if a business owner is a renter and a homeowner, we can assist them too. We're not going to turn them away. Right. But we have a total of four locations three of which were co-located with FEMA. Mm -hmm. One, there is no FEMA uh, presence in the building. It's all SBA. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and they're located in different spots too, which makes it convenient Correct. for folks to right. come to. Right. Um, and yeah, my understanding is that, you know, when you mention Urban League, mm -hmm. everybody in St. Louis is aware of the, uh, the, the presence and it's right. a very known building, if you will. Right. Very reputable nonprofit organization. Everybody here knows about it. Um, yes, so absolutely. Good choice there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you know, I've been uh, in and about, so I'm, I'm kind of pointing in this direction for everybody who's watching, <laughs> but just on these other side of these doors, there's all these tables set up. Uh, there's people coming through from the community. What is happening in this room? Oh, yes. What is happening in this room, that is the Disaster Recovery Center. One, um, FEMA has a specialist there and, of course, um, who are able to help applicants. They walk in. When they walk in, yeah. they apply for assistance, which is a rental assistance, personal property assistance, um, lodging reimbursement, then basic home repairs for those that have been impacted. Mm -hmm. So you come in there you file your application, the specialist will help you go through the process of applying for individual assistance, a step-by-step -step process. So sometimes people come in to make sure that they started the process, or if you started the process online, then maybe it's not complete, mm. then you can come in there, the specialist will be able to explain to you what exactly you need to do. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in there, uh, what normally you'll be required to bring along would be your phone number where you'll be reached. Okay. Then, of course, um, your address, your current address where you are staying. Then, where the address where mm -hmm. you were during the, the disaster. So, we'll talk more about that when we come back to that, what you need to come with to apply. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so... In, I guess in these, you mentioned something I think is is mm -hmm. particularly interesting. So if somebody has started online and maybe they're mm -hmm. having an issue with it, they can still come here in person and get help. Yes, you can visit any of the disaster recovery center. Mm -hmm. You can walk in, you go through the process, then FEMA will give you an application number okay. or your registration number. Got it. So they'll be able to look through and go with you one-on-one -on -one to mm -hmm. make sure that the process is smooth. Okay. So, but we'll come back to emphasize on especially what you need to bring in, the information you need to apply. Yeah. You know. Okay. But so the disaster recovery center opened this morning, so. Right, right. Okay. Welcome. It's a welcoming place. So everyone is in 
can come in. Uh, it's been very welcoming. I feel very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even applying for anything. Okay, so that's what FEMA is doing. So what SBA is also here too. Right. Um, so what what can you do here with SBA? And to pick up where my good friend Lisa dropped off, mm -hmm. it, the reason we're co-located is mm -hmm. a reflection of our symbiosis, right? Mm -hmm. um, about 67% of the time in this particular disaster, if once you um, register with FEMA and based on the way your questionnaire is responded to, mm -hmm. there is a two-thirds possibility that should be referred over to the SBA. If that happens in real time, the FEMA folks can walk you over to the SBA mm -hmm. table and say, this person has been referred over to the SBA for further processing, yeah. whether it be personal property or homeowners. Mm -hmm. Businesses do not have to register with FEMA. It's nice if you do, mm -hmm. but there is no business lending program. So they could come to us directly if you happen to be here, if you happen okay. to be a homeowner or renter. So that whole process of when you register with FEMA referred over to the SBA is plays itself out mm -hmm. in our disaster recovery centers. If you're referred, you walked over. Gotcha. Okay. Well, maybe it might be a good time. Maybe I'll put that graphic up to help folks. Like, here's the steps to apply, and here's what yes, it looks yes, like. Yeah. Let me just go there. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yes, please. about the steps to apply. Yeah. So, uh, when you come into disaster recovery center, you, one, you need, as I said earlier on, you bring in your phone number where you can be reached. Okay. Yes, to be contacted. Then, of course, the address at the time of the flooding, where you were staying, where you were impacted. Mm -hmm. the address where you are staying now so that you right. reach immediately okay. in case FEMA wants to contact you. Then, of course, your social security number um, of one in the household, mm -hmm. then the basic list of what you lost, the losses. Okay. Then you can also bring in your bank information then if you choose direct deposit. So if you are approved, uh -huh. then FEMA will deposit that money immediately. Then insurance information. If you have an insurance policy, you can also bring your insurance policy or your agency. So these are the things that you need to come in with mm -hmm. here. As I said earlier on, FEMA does the rental assistance, personal property assistance, lodging reimbursement, then basic home repair, then other serious needs. <clears throat> okay, got it. Okay, so when they're, when they're coming here, mm -hmm. um, if they want to bring, let's say if somebody's missing something, can you start the application for them here? Or do you say, hey, look, here's the documents you need. Come on back so you can do it all in one time. Or is there some way for, I don't know, is there another way for folks to get you that information if they don't have it when they're here? Uh, definitely, because that is why the specialists are here. You can okay. start the process. Then if something is missing, you can go back oh, and great. get it. Uh -huh. you come back to them. Then if you start the process online, if you are stuck, then you can also come here. That is what they are, they are here to help. Gotcha. To make sure that if you look at it, um, the disaster recovery centers are brought very close to the people mm -hmm. so that you don't need to run miles away to go somewhere else. So they bring the disaster recovery center close to where people are affected. Mm -hmm. That eases their problem of traveling all over the place. Yeah. So you can also walk in. And the same thing goes mm -hmm. for the SBA. You know, we want our applicants, um, when I say our our applicants, yes. to um, stop by as is. Because a lot of times with a natural event, yeah. consequentially, literally, right. um, they don't have the documents. It right. flooded, it got wet, it got destroyed, um, which is part of our preparedness message too. A lot of times in my visit uh, nationwide, everything west of the Mississippi is handled out of Sacramento. In our preparedness seminars, 
um, the message that we like to, to uh, push out there is put your vital documents up in the cloud. Mm-hmm. This way, when it's you do make those yeah. visits into the DRC, when that time happens, not a question of if, it's a matter of when, whatever you happen to be, um, keep those documents up in the cloud. Whether you use iCloud, whether you use uh, Google mm-hmm. uh, and Drive, OneDrive, mm-hmm. whatever those different services happen to be, keep it there. But as far as anything you need when you walk in the door, we'll tell you what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, um, yeah. One of the questions I had, I guess, based on on some of the, you know, have some evidence of what's going on. Are you recommending that folks are, you know, photographing what has happened, uh, looking at the damage, and and basically preserving whatever that information is and what they've lost at this point? Yeah, normally you have to make a basic list, as we said, basic mm-hmm. list of lists. So if you are able to photograph them and also just to remember right. what you really lost. Right, got yeah. it. Okay. And on our end, it's an honor system. We don't, we don't require it. If you have it, that's yes. great. Yeah. Uh, simply because, again, uh, trying to revisit yeah. you know, the horrific images of what happened is a pain point. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you lost, yes. as my good friend yes. Lisa said, mm-hmm. if you have it, great, great yeah. but we're not requiring it yeah. simply because of it's an honor system. If you tell us that you lost your TV, we'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. If you tell us you lost, um, you had damages to your car, that's part of the personal property. If you say that you had damages to your facade, to your home, to your fence, to uh, your bedroom, stuff like that. You know, all those things will bear itself out when our appraiser goes in to appraise the property as part mm-hmm. of our application process. So we don't need it because it'll become more self-evident as we go down the process. Got it. Right. So as part of the process, at some point, there is an appraisal mm-hmm. and that they then look and say, OK, here's what this is valued at and Correct. here's what we can cover at this point. Correct. And here's yeah. uh, I'm going to uh, we'll toss it back and forth because here's one critical yeah. functionality. The appraisal process for FEMA is different than the SBA. Okay. The registration process uh, is very simply put to have applicants have safe, secure, sanitary conditions at their disposal. Mm-hmm. That's FEMA's role up front. Go ahead, Issa. Yes, yes. Up front is to make sure that we provide assistance. As I was saying, rental assistance, personal property laws, or lodging reimbursements immediate needs. Okay. So these are what FEMA will look into and say, okay, let's try to help and assist this. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the registration process. You don't forget, if you have lost your properties and um, impacted, come to the Disaster Recovery Center or you go to the website, that is the disasterassistant.gov mm-hmm. or you call the 800 So that is where you start. And then what will happen is, as we mentioned about the, the need for the co-location, mm-hmm. if you're referred over to the SBA, the actual repair, mm-hmm. recovery, and rehabilitation of that personal property loss or damages to their home, those funds come the SBA. Mm-hmm. And our interest rates are as low as 1.6875, 1.688 to be exact. And that basically is a cash flow loan. Yeah. Right? And the program is for the uninsured mm-hmm. and the underinsured. And... Every insurance company has a deductible. We will cover those. Okay. So if, if you are insured, mathematically and by definition, you're underinsured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because right. you don't ever get. Right. And I had a question. A lot of folks are realizing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and as you might know, I had a lot of questions. Tell me, once you apply with the SBA, is there a magical amount that shows up that we're approved for? That dollar amount of approval 
is what the appraiser is trying to ascertain when he comes out to the property. Mm -hmm. In FEMA's world, um, the appraisal process is a little different. I'll have Issa cover that piece. But on, on the SBA side, we're looking to gather the information to help you repair as if the disaster didn't take place. Mm -hmm. So all three rooms, if you're a three-bedroom, two-bath home, both of your cars, if you're a two-car family, your TV, your fence, your sheetrock, your mold. Just to give you an idea to the, um, to the person listening into our podcast, one inch of rain water or one inch of water in a home approximately equates out to $25,000 worth of damages. Wow. So when someone says, you know, I only had an inch, yeah, $25,000, your thoughts? Yeah, with FEMA, like we, one thing we want people to understand is that only one applicant per household. Okay, so, okay. Yes, and then FEMA does not, um, um, does not pay for lost or spoiled food. Okay. Then by law, FEMA does not duplicate uh, insurance or grants. Sure. And mind you, the FEMA grant is tax um, uh, is is not taxable. Oh, so yes, it's exempt so, from you. You don't yes, have to report yes, on taxes. So, Got yes, it. Exactly, okay. So That's so a that, great question. Yeah. 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 So, so um, as you were saying, the process is after applying, then FEMA will send on uh, someone to take a look at what is damaged or to assess, you know, right. go from there. Then after that, the, um, if you are qualified, then obviously you get some, your assistance, your, the fund that is sent to you, the grant, mm -hmm. so that you can start, you know, if FEMA doesn't make you whole, but at the same time, it just try to provide for you so that you'll be able to start a new page. Yeah. So that is where we have all our resources. As you were saying, we have the SBA where you come in mm -hmm. so that um, if your insurance doesn't cover everything where they stop, then FEMA takes off from there. Mm -hmm. And the other part of that insurance piece is uh, a lot of times post-disaster insurance companies um, have a little bit of a lagged response. Yeah, I was going to ask about the response time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. To address that lag in response, we have a document which basically is called assignment of insurance proceeds. Okay. So if you're approved for a loan uh, to, to repair your home, mm -hmm. uh, for your car, for anything else on personal property, we can take assignment of insurance proceeds so that your friendly neighbor, State Farm, or Allstate, or Geico, whoever else it happens to be, okay. doesn't have to, the applicant doesn't have to wait for them right. to issue a check. Right. And, and here's, the, here's the, um, the, the biggest kicker of it all, the time value of money. You know, for example, using you as an example, Zilad, mm -hmm. um, you have $50,000 worth of damage, uh -huh. right? And the insurance company is supposed to cover 40000 of it. You know, the uninsured portion is only ten. Right. SBA can make you whole by lending you all of the fifty, and then when the insurance company processes claim, it, it pays down the loan, and the net effect is you still took out 10000 But you have all the monies to pay your contractors, Mm -hmm. to help repair today, right. not waiting for Instead the future. Of waiting. And yeah. that is huge. Mm -hmm. It puts people's mind at ease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, how, I mean, how quick does the, the funding from FEMA and the SBA, how quickly is that, pro like how quick is that process? Let my yeah. friend go first. Yeah, uh, with FEMA, it takes um, seven to 10 days okay. if you are approved so that the money 
will be deposited to your direct account if you choose direct deposit. Mm -hmm. So that is normally the process. So that's that's yeah. seven to ten days from like mm -hmm. you apply yeah. approved and you mm -hmm. have money in your bank account. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. And for the SBA start to finish, mm -hmm. um, again, the assumption is you have a complete set of packages uh -huh. because we'll ask for a pay stub, we'll ask for a tax return, we'll ask for whatever unique situation it might be for each one of the applicants. Yeah. Start to finish is about 30 days. Got it. Mm -hmm. And uh, those funds are dispersed um, in lump, uh, but let me rephrase it, okay. lump sum, uh -huh. but, but there is a percentage of draw that we use. So in other words, if you have a cost estimate that has a breakdown of what damages took place when the appraiser goes out and we figure out what the damages happen to be, we're expecting the applicant to actually have a contract with the contractor mm -hmm. so that they know what needs to happen when. So two things Got happen. It. So okay. let's say you have a tranche. The first tranche is I want to fix my sheetrock. Okay. Dollars and cents are put out there once the job is complete the contractor says it's complete. The applicant says, I am good with the uh, whole process, right? Yeah. Everything is hunky-dory. Then that portion of the loan is then put into the contractor's bank account. Mm -hmm. It saves interest. It's simple interest, of course. That right. 1.688% is really almost cheap money or zero cost of money. Yeah. Uh, I, I read an article the other day that said uh, Goldman Sachs has a interest rate for 1.75% for their savings rates. Uh, um, I also frequently love to quote the fact that the cost of borrowing for the United States Treasury mm -hmm. is in the low threes. Right, it's like okay? yeah, right. So when, when an applicant is able to borrow money cheaper than the cost of the United States on yeah. the Treasury level at 1.688, it's a no-brainer that you want to register with FEMA. Mm -hmm. If referred, fill out the application, get your money, and if we can't approve you, refer you back to FEMA's other needs assistance. Yeah, yeah. What happens, yeah, so you, that's exactly what I was gonna ask. So you said if, if we can't approve you, like what, what under what situations is SBA unable to approve somebody? Um, and then what happens, like where that person just goes back to FEMA to, I mean, what happens to that person if they I'll can't I'll be glad to address work? that particular piece. So basically, the, the highest percentage reasons for a turn down on the SBA or a declination of the SBA is uh, lack of income. Okay. In other words, expenses exceed your income. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the other part of it is credit history. There's delinquency with federal debt, existing uh, delinquency with the current lender. Those are the top two. The other one is if you're delinquent with any federal obligations, that's a turn down. Back child support payments. And then if you mark off what we call a 912, basically has to do with misdemeanors and, and other types of infractions with the law, okay. um, we will refer them to the legal department at, uh, in headquarters, and they'll come back and tell us whether or not we can proceed with that type of scenario. Okay. But the top two, set credit, uh, dissatisfactory credit, unsatisfactory credit experience, and also a lack of income are the two most common reasons for a turndown. Mm -hmm. In that case, we refer them back to FEMA. It's an electronic process where someone will be aware that they were referred to FEMA, will actually issue a decline letter also, and that opens the door for additional grant assistance. So this is one of those rare cases when segments of the community feel that they don't want a loan, they don't qualify for a loan, they can't afford a loan. Yeah. Make it a self-fulfilling prophecy, please. Come by, mm -hmm. apply, get that answer that you already know, 
so that door number three opens for you and our role has been completed that we attest to the fact that you don't qualify for a loan yeah. and by the way opens up the other needs assistance with FEMA. Okay. What what is that? What is the other so that's the ONA, right? That's that program. What 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 can you get at that point that you couldn't have gotten before? Gotcha. That ONA the ONA program with FEMA. Um that is the unmet needs, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so th these are other needs that um, FEMA can help with, say, for example, medical assistance. But those come down the line because we are still early into the process. Okay. Yes. So for now, it's just the registration process and right. the initial sure. application. So for now, I can tell you that. FEMA has approved almost 15, more than 15 million in individual assistance. In 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 this area in Missouri already. Right. Wow. Okay. Right. Right. Uh -huh. Then um, more than 4,000, about 4,000 households have been approved with FEMA individual grants. Mm -hmm. Then of course the National Flood Insurance Program has paid 4.6 million. So these are some of the things that we look at, and. The, as I said, the process is still just yeah. opening and uh, we go down as we continue, FEMA continues to open other possibilities. Is there is there a situation where if somebody comes to FEMA mm -hmm. and says, hey, look, here's the damage I had, um, here's, you know, I need help with this. Is there a situation where FEMA says, um, hey, we're not like we're going to send you to SBA instead of you working with us or or is it from the very beginning FEMA saying we're going to uh, you can access a grant rather than a loan because I think there are some folks right they hear I mean I know that interest rate is very and anybody who's like looking to shop for a home right now you probably also are like oh that's a really low right. rate but there's some folks who are like oh it's a loan I'm not going to just like you said there are people who mm -hmm. uh, you know make that prophecy fulfill it but at, when you first start um, is there is there some point where FEMA's saying no, like we're you don't get a grant now, go to SBA? And what what are those circumstances where you might be sent to SBA instead of getting a grant right from the get go? And then just to make our lanes very clear, on yeah. speaking on behalf of SBA, there's certain questions that refers to insurance mm -hmm. on the application with FEMA when you register with FEMA that drives the applicant. So, for example, using you as a, uh, using you as a yeah, yeah. subject applicant. If you mention that you have damages to your home, uh huh. When you register with FEMA, perhaps they can assist you with temporary uh, lo uh, relocation assistance. Okay. Perhaps switch you up in a hotel, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But at, at some point in time, you got to get go back home. Mm -hmm. Where the repair money comes from? Mm -hmm. SBA. Yeah. So that's a very specific uh, okay. example. Uh huh. And then uh -huh. based on the way you answer the questionnaire up front. There's about a third of the population, approximately, that never ever leave FEMA safe, secure, sanitary condition grants leading down the path to other needs assistance. So for example, our loan program so far has had 48 applicants, homeowners and renters that have been approved as of uh, five o'clock yesterday, mm -hmm. about $1.4 million uh, on the streets. And that is picking up steam as we go along, because as I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, FEMA's referring applicants over to the SBA, individuals and homeowners only, and those applicants, when they apply, they have two possible outcomes. It's a binary outcome. Yeah. Either they're approved or they're denied. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the approval. 
the approval process is usually about two to three weeks, and the money comes directly from the Treasury. Yeah. So when the underwriting is complete, it's basically a, a simple calculus, if you will. What do you make? What are your expenses? What have you left over? Mm -hmm. Whatever you have left over, can that repay the damages that we just trued up to the appraisal process? And can that be paid over a 30-year maximum term? No fees, no points, no closing costs, no prepayment penalty. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the applications have to be in by the 7th of October. Okay. That is a statutory deadline for both FEMA and I and our agencies. And so, so you it's need to October 7th. They've October. got to get an application in by October 7th. Okay. Exactly. And there were three ways to apply. 1-800-659-2955 is our, is our SBA phone number. You can okay. call and get an application. You can apply online, the, the, the disaster assistance.gov that you did. Mm -hmm. There's a link there. Perhaps we can go there and you can, yeah, we can show, actually them, show, Absolutely. show them how to apply, if you will. Yeah, let's get there. I'm going to show this little graphic thing first. So and then the third, and third step really is coming into our disaster recovery center and meeting our friendly customer service staff and then filling out the application. Because we find post-disasters, folks are not really indulgent with, um, with the technology piece. They right. want someone to talk to. Right, And that's right. where our, our FEMA brethren and SBA can help uh, alleviate some of the stress that goes hand-in-hand mm -hmm. hand with. And in one of those particular spots, you'll see apply online. Yeah, let's get, I'm going to get that on the screen. So you got a little short description. We'll come back to this description for everybody who's watching. It's like, oh, look, there's good a little information, summary information there. But we're going to share um, the screen here so we can take a look at what the website looks like. Give me one second. And there is no... Um, county restriction. In other words, folks living in St. Louis can come to St. Charles. Folks living in St. Charles can go into St. Louis when it comes to disaster recovery okay. centers. Yep. And it's uh, it's a porous environment. Uh, there's no restriction per se. I want to make, make sure that mm -hmm. we share that openly. And of course, the business recovery center is specific to the needs of the business community. Yeah. And we can always come back, come back to uh, the website later. If you yeah, we can do it. We'll get it on. It's having a little bit of a trouble getting it, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Hey, it's all live, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, I. Um, well, I guess it's stuck on something. Maybe I'm trying to download something or whatever. And disasterloanassistance.sba.gov is the SBA address. And let me say that slower. Yeah, please do. Yes. Disasterloanassistance.sba.gov, and of course you've got the H. T T P S mm -hmm. full colon two forward slashes right before it. But disasterloanassistance.sba.gov has been frequently used and I haven't had to use the HTTPS before. Yeah, you'll be okay, I think, without it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so three ways to apply on our end too. Right. And, um, of course the in my humble opinion, coming out to the Disaster Recovery Center, talking to our friendly staff is the way to go. Because mm -hmm. a lot of things that you think are uh, not eligible becomes eligible. Just the Q&A, you know, just a friendly banter. Right. A, a shoulder lean on makes a big difference. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, and we're, we've seen that, too, with folks who might be, and hopefully you're not in both boats, but we do have some folks who have applied for rental assistance before. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of renters who've been impacted 
um, and, you know, having those in person or somebody to help you directly, right? Instead of, you know, some kind of a computer or whatever it might be, but. And on the flip side, those renters are paying rent to landlords. So this would be a good time for me to briefly talk about yeah. the landlords, if I may. Mm -hmm. So those landlords can borrow money from the SBA at a fixed interest rate of 2.935%, maximum amortization of a 30-year term, no fees, no points, no closing costs, no premium penalty, minus any insurance recoveries that we've talked about in the past. We cannot, like our female brethren, we can't duplicate insurance benefits. We can do the assignment of insurance proceeds that we talked about, Yeah. but overall, uh, the businesses can apply. So in this case, a commercial real estate owner uh, that owns uh, multifamilies, duplexes, single family apartment complexes, mm -hmm. and basically their homes have been destroyed. Renters have been destroyed. Yeah. So the landlord can borrow money from the SBA and have it repaired. And then for the amount of the lease that was vacated, so you were using my good friend Issa as an mm -hmm. example, let's say he rents an apartment mm -hmm. and you were the landlord, he applies with FEMA for personal property assistance. He then vacates his home while you repair. Mm -hmm. So the value of his lease, so let's say he has a six month lease and he can't be back in his home for the remaining five months of the year. Okay, can you believe it's September here already? Yeah, right. Um, the landlord, you, could apply for the economic injury that was caused mm -hmm. as a result of the, the storm and the flooding. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to worry about it coming out of his pocket because he vacated mm -hmm. the lease. You have the peace of mind that the federal government came in to help out with making sure that you're made whole. So the whole community is made yeah. whole. That's our whole yeah. program. Our role, our SBA role, is to make the community whole as if the disaster didn't mm -hmm. occur. Restabilize the tax base. Yeah. Make sure that the spending that usually is thriving without a disaster by the business owners continues on. Mm -hmm. It's... You know, it's interesting because there's been, and I'm sure you've seen this in other places too, but but in our area, we have a pretty, you know, severe lack of affordable housing for a lot of folks, right? And so in situations where all of a sudden, all of these units go offline, mm -hmm. right? So now, you know, folks can't live there. It does take a while, right? Even if the money might come, mm -hmm. it still takes a while for the contractor to go in and do everything. Um, what... I know that there's there's like the temporary assistance that you can get reimbursed, right, for folks, I guess, who can put a hotel on a credit card for a little while and they're fortunate to be able to do it. They can get reimbursed for that. But, um, you know, during this, like, I guess it's it's going to be a, a, at least somewhat of a transitional time for folks to figure out, like, where can I go? And there are a lot of folks who don't have an answer to that question. What are there, I mean, here, obviously, it, it sounds like, yes, absolutely come in, apply, and at least get some help with that. But but what what resources, are there resources from the federal side of things for that lack of, of housing that, that is now present? Okay. So basically, you, you know, that's a very much in the, in the world of FEMA. They have their mm -hmm. own relocation assistance. And... Um, my good friend will give you the phone numbers to call to uh, to get that type of garner assistance. Our role is on the infrastructure side. Yeah, right? rebuilding. Rebuilding, yeah. repair, rehabilitation. And um, our job is to make sure that we work hand in hand with FEMA to make mm -hmm. sure that it's taken care of. So so like when they're coming here, they're going to disasterassistance.gov. Part of that is this relocation assistance too, is that right? Yeah, that, uh, this is where we have the rental assistance. Okay. So for now, they can come in and apply for rental assistance. 
Obviously, then, um, if you are not able to walk in, you can also call the 800 number, 800-621-3362. I think you have it there. Or you go back to the disasterassistant.gov. So they will be able to explain to you what is available for rental assistance. So FEMA provides that too. Okay. Yeah, and I am on the website, so if there's anything that, you know, you think is important for me to show up. To look over my shoulder, uh, you know, uh, find, uh, apply online, uh-huh. uh, check status. Right so here. go to apply online real quick if you don't Yeah, mind. absolutely. Okay. So that's going to give me an image. I got to test it out, make sure I'm a human being, right? Correct. Sure. Yeah, that's always a you problem. You are very much, you're much breathing. <laughs> you guys are verifying? So I don't even need to hit this right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already here. We're good. <laughs> okay. All right, so we get uh, some text that tells me what I'm going to need to complete the application, right? Correct. And then I can start the application. Should I hit Correct. that? Okay. So this is why it's nice to come in because then you guys exactly. can get help with all of this stuff. Exactly. Okay. So it's got some more disclosures here about paperwork, everything else, and then I'm hitting next on this one too. Please. Okay. At some point in time, we won't be able to go further without filling in an application. Finally. All right, here we go. I accept the Privacy Act statement. I am eligible. So I'm actually kind of lying right now, but, you know, for, <laughs> this is for tutorial purposes only. Yes, sir. Do not call the feds on it. I'm a lawyer. I got to do that little disclaimer here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I should put, like, education on the front of this. Okay. Um Okay, so vehicle. That's a, okay. That was a question I really needed to ask. So uh, it says vehicle only. So there is that's been a big issue, right? Um, and a lot of folks, you know, very reliant on on cars for transportation. Say our public transportation could be a little bit better, uh, a lot better. So uh, vehicles are also covered by these programs too. Is that right? Correct. Personal property mm-hmm. uh, includes cars, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're able to um, assist with the repair, recovery. Mm-hmm rehabilitation of a car. Yeah. So when the appraiser goes out, um, they will ascertain how many cars in the household, mm-hmm. how many, what type of scope of damages, and that's part of the calculus. Got it, okay. All right. So now I'm here, so I'm in the application. So it looks like there's there's different sections on the left side, so it gives me how far I basically am. Correct. Um, and then this is where it's gonna ask for personal information, this is the stuff that you want to have, um, and then you go through, and at some point, um, once you provide all that information, it looks submit, like, and then the answer pops up. Okay, great. And then if I'm having, what happens after that? What happens after I, I submit it online? Yeah, after submitting your application online, you wait for a response from FEMA, you will hear from FEMA, mm-hmm. yeah. How does FEMA contact? Is it, is, should I be checking my email? Some people don't do Yes, that. they will send you an email, then okay. they will call you. That is why okay. when you are applying, you come with a phone number where you can be contacted. Okay, so you yes. will be called. If, if I'm not responding to my email, you're going to be calling me they and say, call, hey, FEMA buddy. FEMA will call, then at the same time, <laughs> right. okay. they will send you a letter to the current address where you are living. So okay. that is why they also need that information. Got it. Right. Then of course cell phones, you, yeah, emails. Cell phones. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And please make sure that if your home is not receiving mail, that you mm-hmm. put down the address where you're currently residing. Right, right. Because that's key. Right. And what the applicant will know, the registrant will know that they were referred over to the SBA because they'll get a phone call, mm-hmm. application packet in the mail where they say that they're staying, Yeah. and a um, and an email. Got it. And please take note. Please apply, even if you don't think you qualify, so that you can get to pot number three. Yeah. Because if you notice, we've talked about pots. 
Number one is safe, secure, sanitary condition grants. Yeah. Pot number two is the SBA, low interest rate disaster loans. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pot number three, if you don't qualify for them, is FEMA's other needs assistance. Yeah. Okay. Let's put, I'm going to put that little graphic up this time. Hold up. That one that I previewed a little early. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then that way, I think that's a good, because it's a good summary of everything that we've been talking about to a large degree. And again, my appreciation for you doing this. Oh, with absolutely. FEMA and I, uh, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, needs of the community are being met by this very valuable information. This is great. Yeah. Yes. And we also want them yeah. to know that the recovery centers are here. We have about yeah. three recovery centers, mm -hmm. one here in St. Charles, the other one in St. Louis City, yep. and the other ones in St. Louis County. Right, right. We got that. So, so this is St. Charles, yeah, um, Charles, right off the, of 70. Yes. Yeah, yep. the Development uh, Disability Resource Board, yep. which is, um, as you said, uh, country Road Club. Right. Yeah, 1025. Then the other one is at the ranking uh, technical right, college. Right, tech. Uh -huh. Yes, then the other one is as a Hazelwood, uh -huh. which is in um, St. Louis County. Yeah, and Hazelwood got hit pretty hard with all of this stuff. Yes, too. so Hazelwood yeah, right there. Yeah. Yes, so the, mm -hmm. the recovery center closed yesterday, but it will open on Monday. That is um, from 12 midday. Yeah. to 7 p.m. Okay. So it will be reopened. So. And for those business owners that want to contribute to the vibrancy of the community mm -hmm. and they are short of working capital needs, a shout out to my St. Louis District mm -hmm. Office for the SBA. They're able to help uh, put you in touch with lenders that are able to bump up your temporary working capital needs because it's all about you know being able to assist you want to make the, the all disasters are local first of all yeah absolutely and second sure. if you are short of the working capital talk mm -hmm. to the lenders mm -hmm. and they'll be glad to assist you and i'm not speaking on behalf of lenders or or the sba district office but there are options available for business owners yeah where they can talk about how to right uh, assist the needs of the community right okay right. so yeah. so shout out to those business owners that want to make sure that the recovery is local mm -hmm. but they're able to facilitate and if they have any every business owner has a working capital constraint talk to your lender see what they can do yeah yeah okay so so first step step one if you've got insurance file a claim there right see what what you can do correct step two is to either come here go to disasterassistance.gov fill out that application so that you're in the FEMA system, right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, and then three, in some situations, if you've applied to FEMA, you will be automatically referred to SBA, to wh whatever it might be. Maybe it's repairing your home or something else that right. makes sense to be with SBA, right? right? And just so that we uh, we are careful, you know, you're an attorney, you know, words matter. Yes, there, We want to use the words, you might be referred. Right. Plausibility. Right. right? Yeah. Plausibility, potentiality. You might be referred. Right. Uh, you might, this is a word. Yes. Okay. So the statistics, as they say, depending on how you feel about statistics, right? We don't want to quote Mark Twain. It was from here about statistics and his few thoughts about uh, right. uh, Mark Twain. Yeah. Um, so basically, you might be referred. And if you are referred, um, please make sure that you fill out the application mm -hmm. because that will open the doors for the needs assistance yeah. in the event that you feel that you cannot qualify, don't want one. It, the numbers will bear themselves out. Right. But if you're so fortunate that you happen to have income or able to afford the, uh, the dollars and cents to recover, please yeah. come talk to us once you get approved. Right. Okay. 
in my opinion, as much as technology is friendly, seeing somebody is huge, which is why we have disaster yeah. recovery centers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We open them in conjunction with the state mm -hmm. who feel that people are benefited from. So if the center doesn't see that much traffic, the state might reserve the right of closing it and going somewhere else. Again, I don't want to speak on behalf of the state, but there have been situations where the traffic is slowed and, right. and centers move away. Sure. Again, I'm not speaking on behalf of the state, making sure that you know no one gets right. um, upset over that piece, right. but traffic is very closely measured. Yeah. So St. Charles County residents, I saw some television footage about the policeman saving the gentleman and or the lady from the, uh, the rising floods. Yeah. Uh, I saw that other night. Very, very heroic work. Please come by. Your car, but that your car was damaged. The particular person that we saw on television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard sections of 70 was underwater. Mm -hmm. uh, please come in. Please make sure that you take advantage of us. We're here for a reason. Yeah. The governor of Missouri asked us to be mm -hmm. here with the assistance of FEMA. So no one showing up at the center would be a travesty. Right. So we right. need your assistance. Right. The resources are here, mm -hmm. and you know it's 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 far. You know, very often folks who are, um, you know, in in a bad way, right? And then this is kind of the tipping point to make it a really bad way, right? You're like barely making ends meet. Now you've lost your car. You've right. lost a transit. It, it can be really, mm -hmm. really hard to then mm -hmm. like get out of the house and come to something, but. Uh, you do, and the folks here super nice mm -hmm. and have been super helpful, and it can open a lot of doors mm -hmm. for you. Um, it, it's definitely worth the time, and sometimes you know you gotta ask a friend, "Hey, can mm -hmm. you come and, and get me over here?" But you know that's that's what friends are for, right? Indeed. So, um, and that's what this program here is for too. So it's great to see both of you here. Um, it's important. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So it is because you know, um, in my eleven years with the SBA. I haven't come across a more um, empathetic, compassionate crew than both of our agencies. Mm -hmm. what the, the common denominator for this job is empathy. Because um, when someone goes through a disaster, whether it be flooding here in St. Louis or Hurricane Ida in New Orleans, where I had the privilege of serving the state and many other disasters nationwide, yeah. the sense of loss that the folks are experiencing cannot be dismissed by saying, here's an application, fill it out and come back. Right. It is really measured by the empathy that you put forward. Right. And, you know, the buy-in is important. That's where folks like you are, are instrumental in advocating mm -hmm. for assistance, driving traffic in. Traffic, so we yeah. appreciate you yet again. Absolutely. Oh. Sound of sounding gratuitous. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we appreciate your role. And my FEMA brethren, you know, they do an extraordinary mm -hmm. job of not only canvassing the neighborhood, but helping us you know, be co-located here. Yeah. And um, referring those applicants over to us so we can assist with them. It's, right. it's a really symbiotic process. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 very apparent just by, you know, how I, you know, I've, I've been here for a few hours now and just seeing how you all are working um, and just, you know, the willingness to present and come and do all of this stuff has been uh, has been great. So thank you. Uh, thank you yeah. for coming to Missouri. Thank, thank you, you so us. much. <laughs> thank you for having us. And thank you again for the good work. And then um, we encourage everyone to come in to apply. Mm -hmm. FEMA assistance is here. Then, of course, my brother here from the SBA. Green sheet. The green sheet the is green here. The green sheet is what you <laughs> want to look for when you come to the Disaster Recovery Center. We have a chance to talk about monies that are available for mitigation. We have now talked about on a case-by-case -case basis how uh, the SBA is able to refinance your existing mortgage. It's on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. So come by, talk to us. Yeah. On a case-by-case -case basis, we're able to also assist uh, those homeowners that want to relocate from one side of the street to another subdivision because it constantly floods. Yeah. So involuntary 
relocation as part of our program, but come talk to us. There's so many different facets yeah. that we can't cover in an hour. Right. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to put anybody to sleep either. Right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I known to do that a couple times. Hopefully not today. But, yeah. Well, I tend to think that we are a very dynamic group, right. just in case somebody... We're really entertained. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna give a small yeah. example for those folks who are listening in who might know cricket. Mm. Um, cricket is a game that's played in the Commonwealth, of course, I'm from India originally. Yeah. And um, um, there was a batsman uh, we call our hitters batsman. And one of the greatest that ever lived was playing against a pitcher who was one of the greatest that ever bowled, mm. which is our pitcher. Yes. And while he was about to face uh, uh, the, 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 one of the best bowlers in the world, they happened to be playing county cricket mm. in, in England. And uh, he suddenly stopped and says, stop, walks past the umpire, past the bowler, looks at a gentleman sitting in the audience reading a newspaper. <laughs> and true story. And he said, you got the best batsman in the world, you got the best bowler in the world bowling to him, and you got the, one of the most outstanding cricket players in the, in the United Kingdom, and you're reading a newspaper? <laughs> so I want to use must that have been the, a really good article, you know. <laughs> must have been, or using football analogy, you're watching, you know, um, uh, the, uh, the greatest show on earth. Yeah, you know, from uh, Kurt Warner to you know to Tory Holt. Look at or, this. They or did their research. You. They did their. <laughs> <laughs> and you were reading a newspaper. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah, come on. So yeah. anyway, having said that, a little bit of levity. Yeah. Uh, please come by. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Isa, for uh, mm. being a part of this interview. Yeah. yeah. And I look forward to assisting the needs of the many. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. We just want to emphasize again yes. in closing that don't forget you come to the Disaster Recovery Center mm. with your phone number and contact, your address at the time of the flooding, the address where you are living now, then your social security number, don't forget that, then the basic list of damages and losses, then bank information. Mm -hmm. If you have that, then your insurance policy or insurance number. That's correct. Bring, bring your stuff. That, bring bring your, your stuff. stuff. Underinsured, <laughs> uninsured, low interest rate disaster yeah. loans, renters, homeowners, businesses of all sizes, and faith-based organizations, which yeah. is a private nonprofit. And I'll just say a brief comment about them. Yeah. yeah FEMA yeah. does not consider, neither does the law, consider faith-based organizations essential in nature. Mm -hmm. The pathways for those nonprofits, which are not essential in nature, is to come to the SBA. Okay. Call us for additional information. Visit us for additional information. Yeah. For the sake of time, I want to hand it back to you, sir. Yeah, well, hey, best part of this is that if you don't know what to do, but you know something is wrong, you come here and they'll figure it out. They'll tell you if you go to the SBA, tell you if you go to FEMA, that's the whole point of having everybody together. And your advocacy is huge because... Uh, if they reach out to you, you'll yes. call me oh, and yeah. I'll give you the response. I know. I put my phone number on the Absolutely. screen this whole time. What, what, what was I doing? What was I doing? Any questions that we need to answer from the web? I think, no, we had some that were coming through text and everything else. So if you do have more, put them in the comments. I know where these guys are all the time now, so we'll get that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you are watching this or listening to this late, feel very welcome to share it with folks that you know might need it. Definitely share the website, disasterassistance.gov. And if you want to see the replay of the video again, you want to go listen to it again, you can always go to alodgross.live. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can participate in these town halls when they are live and have your questions answered at alodgross.live. Make sure to subscribe. This is Alod Gross, and we'll see you on the next Alod Pod.